0: Everyone and welcome back to the full Pod, the podcast brought to you by the Foundation of Light. It's great to be back again. Uh, it's been a while since we last had the, had an episode. Obviously, it, it's diff- difficult trying to get things things sorted. People coming back to work full time, and you know, people are still working from home. But it, it's really good to be back on an episode. Um, if you are listening to th- this episode and you haven't listened to the previous ones, please tune in because me and Jazz get paid ten pound for every every hit. <laughs> um, no, we don't really. Um, but yeah, please, please listen, because you know, hopefully, if you don't, especially if you don't know the roles that people fulfill within the foundation, it, it's it's important that people are aware of it. So it helps with general conversations, and you know, maybe if you you're covering sessions, it gives you a bit a bit more knowledge of what people do within the organisation. So, um, great to be back um with you, Jazz. So how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks, Scott. Nearly the summer, so we've had a nice little. We've had a crazy academic year, so four weeks in counting.
0: Well, it's not the summer of the day, is it? It's the winter of the day. It's Scotland, horrible. Yeah. But um yeah, you cannot win, can you? But yeah, I'm going to gonna hand over to you, Daz, now, and we'll get started.
1: Thank you, Scott. And yeah, just to reiterate what you said, it's, I think these products are really important in terms of just getting to know our our colleagues um a lot more outside of working hours. So hopefully this will be a nice interesting one. Michael? Michael, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, good. Good, guys. Good, guys. How are you, Sue? We're good, thanks. We're good. So just to start off with, just to give a little brief introduction about yourself, mm-hmm. um... In regard to your journey up to um, throughout the fall up until mm-hmm. today, so just a brief introduction of, of your journey and your life in the foundation of light.
2: Didn't you say we have twenty minutes? Yeah, try and keep <laughs> it at least about three minutes. Um, <laughs> just, just, yeah. So it, it it's been quite diverse, but it's been it's been an amazing journey. To be fair, um, the moment I seen the job advertised, um, I was doing my personal training course, an intense course for me. Um, spinning badges and exercise for music and such in a seven-week intense, intense course in Bournemouth. And um, I remember just seeing the, the job advert on, on the website. And um, oh, I'm a massive son and fanist site like a dream a dream job. Um, it was a family learning officer. I had no idea what that was, but it was with the foundation, the SFC Foundation. Um, so I went for it, it was successful. Um, and Before you know it, you've got a job based in the stadium lights, wearing the uh, wearing the swimming track suit, and that was that wow moment. Um, the getting the getting up out of bed for for working for the, the team you you love and adore, and then that's before you even know what the foundation is and does. Um, Relax. So, so 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 once once I got in the position, I started as a family learning officer, and it was fascinating to See the, the scheme working with different parents and um, grandparents um, with such diverse backgrounds um, and the impact the family and learning officer job had was on, on me was amazing. Um, working with so many families on a day to day basis and dramatically changing their lives. And um, so that's what my first few years were going out and, and delivering family learning courses. Um, and we it, it, again, I used to. I used to drive home, I used to say to my wife, like I could never leave the foundation. Like I'd feel selfish because of the impact you're making on these, these families. It, it, it's amazing and it's quite fascinating. Um, and then I, I, I've sort of made my way up since, so to speak, um, getting a family learning coordinator's job, overseeing the family learning down at Caterpillar when, when that first started. Um, working with, with John Fothergill and the team, that was amazing. Um, then going back to the stadium um, as the assistant head of lifelong learning, um, seeing it seeing it develop from wider family learning to, to maths, to English, to, to BTECs, um, to where it is. And that was amazing. And then I made the, um, made the shift into operations as a Sanftum operations manager. Um, down at foundations in Shildon, and what and what, what, what a gig that was. Um and that's where I, I feel like I, I I I truly developed where I got to know the bigger business, the wider business, um connect with different departments and sort of make a mini foundation, so to speak. Um with only only me and Mado as for two full-time staff members. And then before you know it, we've got two offices, eight staff. It was it was booming. Um and then and then back to the beacon um to be to be in the job I am now as head of community education, which which is which I've got an amazing team which which makes it makes it easy.
1: Brilliant. Your journey's been really vast um over the years. Um so yeah, really well done. That was that was quick. I thought it was gonna be a bit longer than that, so well done for doing that. That was quick. Squeezed a yeah, lot in there.
2: Yeah, it, it it it's got to be I could have I could talked forever, but it was so um it, it's. I'd, I'd say the highlights of that journey is, is seeing the impact on, on families and our learners and the, and, and, and the awards they've won because of the impact that they've had on, on their lives. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what we can do. And I, I say we because it is a we. It's, the, it's not one person. It's, a, it's each one of us. And we, I don't think we appreciate how, how much, I don't like the word power so much, but the influence we can have on others just by just by treating everyone equally it, it's amazing and, and empowering people and it can it can change lives and I've seen it firsthand in dramatic circumstances.
0: Great stuff. So within your job Michael or jobs you've had at the foundation you would have overcome you would have had to overcome it some difficulties or different challenges and we've all had our own challenges over the last sort of 15-16 months with COVID but what is the biggest challenge you've probably overcome at the foundation, and something you look back on now with a lot of pride.
2: Um, I think it's got to be the I think mean, the COVID nineteen the, the pandemic, and I, I'll be I'll be more specific. I'd say when we were coming out of the first lockdown last August, um, and we done the NCS keep doing good, yeah, project. Um, we had. It, 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 we'd, had, we'd, had, we'd had a few months of, it was about three months of staff either being on furlough or working from home. And it was the first face-to-face engagement. It was literally the first week that you could do face-to-face engagement. So, so out of nowhere, we had 14 staff members coming in to deliver an NCS scheme face-to-face. Most of which everyone had never delivered NCS before. A high percentage had been on furlough for a few months. We had no idea what was going on. The other percent had been working from home, trying to deliver from home. And then the students, so we had, I think it was around 46 students, Mm -hmm. they'd left school one day in year 11, gone home, and they had no idea that they weren't going to be going back to sitting at GCSEs, to having a crumb, Then they would have gone and gotten a dress for, a suit for, um, to see the peers and that would have been their first time out since then too so you've got all of these year 11s or not they've left school at this point because i'm not ncs but they wouldn't have, it's the first day back so to speak out with the peers and on 14 staff and and that was the way the staff and the way the students that the participants for young people took part and, and engaged and keep doing good it was amazing I couldn't big up the staff enough. Um, the participants, for young people, it was no, it, it, it was amazing to see. And and something I haven't said at the time, but my dad was quite poorly at that time, so it was quite. Um, it, it was it was it was shifting that mindset. So I could think like, you've just got to focus on helping these guys deliver the best scheme, so these young people feel feel special and, and benefit from it. So, to, to see that, it, it, you look back and you're like, wow, that was something special.
0: Yeah, it is quite a poignant moment, isn't it? Like, you look back and you think, like, what, what we achieved, what, what you achieved in that, in that, whatever it was, week, two weeks, it, it will be a memorable, a memorable part of what the foundation mm-hmm. is about,
2: isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I kept saying to everyone, I kept saying to the staff, like, you don't realize how good of a job you're doing here. These year 11s literally left school. One day, and I had no idea what was coming, and then that, and then a few months after, and out, back again, uh, mixing with peers from different schools, from who who got to different schools and such. And and to be fair, the, the team done such a good job. I think it's it's around twenty then participants stayed on to do our uh, NCS small action group that the team do a fantastic job with, and uh, we get together on the first Monday of every month. Um, it's quite. It, it, it's, it, they've done some amazing work.
1: Brilliant, and I think the foundation of a habit of doing things first and setting the standard, and setting the tone of of the future as well. So um, it was good to it's good to hear that. Is your is your dad all right now?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just one of them scares. It was it was a it was a two month scare. Well, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Good to hear, good, good to hear. Um, so, moving on, we, we, we know you do from your social media and things, you not only work for a charity, but you do a lot um, of charity outside of your normal um, working hours. Um, can you give us a bit of insight into that, of why you do it, what you do, that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I do a lot of work for McMillan, um, Cancer Support. And, and that's when when in 2012, my me, mum me got puny with cancer. Um, and I thought, like, what can I do? Like, you know me, you guys know me. I just want to do something to help people. So my my way was, like, I'm going to do five that five challenges over the year. Um, so in from Jan 2013 to December 2013, I done a number of, of different challenges, um, and we raised over 4,500 for Macmillan Cancer support and I think it was about two and a half thousand for the hospice um, too and it was I, I, I can't I can't big up the how, how important it is to do that for, for, for me and then and, and, and for them organisations who just who just need that support and it was just um, and I've continued it since because um, I, I continue it now more not for the funds and raising part of it but more just to to keep, uh, to keep the awareness going, um, which is which I think is so important.
1: Mm-hmm. It's really positive actions you're doing, and it's always good to stand for something bigger than yourself. And um, I think the work that you do impacts a lot of people um, on the positive. So so well done on that. That's um, brilliant work, to be honest. Lovely gesture, mm-hmm. to be honest.
0: Yeah, it is. So mm-hmm.
2: we. So uh, buff- when, when we made...
0: Go on, Michael, sorry.
2: Go on. No, 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 no. Over, over to you, Scott. Over to you.
0: No, I mean, it, it leads nicely on to the next question, to be honest, because, because my next question is, who are your three most influential people? But with with the thought of, like, you know, not forgetting that you influence a lot of people as well in, in a positive way. So, um, you know, it, it's important that we, we understand who influences us, but it's also important to understand that we influence other people as well. So, who, so to continue your question, were are your three most influential people?
2: Do Do you know what? I'm like, to, uh, to to I, I thought, who who am I, I most most? Who who inspired me the most? And this one sounds mad, but I'd say I, if I could put music in as one, and I and, and it was like like and that sounds mad, but when when um when I was in in secondary school and about year ten and year eleven and then sixteen to eighteen, I I swear just listening to Oasis and the Beatles constant. And that that sounds mad, but as I say, people like you have no idea how much they, they influenced us. Um, and, and, and more in the way of um, just to be to be you. And and if you wanna and no one can stop you from being you and 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 you can do anything you want and be anyone you want. And if someone doesn't like it, I'm sod it, not <laughs> go and do it anyway. And yeah. uh, and 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 they give me that passion to to sort of go off the norm. To, to do things like support people so a, a, a good point of that is when, um, when I was at uni I went to work in the States on one of the summer camps coaching at a summer camp and I could have gone to coach at a mainstream summer camp but I ticked the disability box because I'd spent a few years coaching at Darlington Centre of Excellence and um, with another coaching academy in, in, in Darlington too and um, and I thought I want to go like I want to do something different and I have, have a wider impact. So I just went against the norm and ended up in a in um a, in, a, in I couldn't have picked a better camp ever it, with um working with boys with type one diabetes and and I, I swear it was the, the best experience I've ever had. Like you're coaching and you've got to stop the game every twenty minutes to take blood sugars, like like clicking the fingers to check to check glucose levels. And honestly, it's a different way of coaching and working and and if if you, you you might have to drop insulin or, or give glucose tabs, and these young people last twenty four seven. So they got got woke. You slept in the dorms, and they got woken up at two, four, six in the morning to get to get blood sugars checked. Um, so without that, all comes back to that attitude of no, go on, just do it, just do it, do what you want. And, and, and then I'd say the other um, two would be me granddad, who was uh, what a man he was. right? when um, when I was younger and. He used to come over when, when my dad's put it up, he used to come over and take us to Catrick Market on weekends and uh, get get us a new PlayStation game. Or he take he used to go over to um he used to go over to France or Belgium every weekend on a boat. So we used to go, he used to take us on a boat over And then um as when I was at uni, I used to, he, he was in my pub at 9, nine fifteen every morning. He'd go on for go go home for an and go back to the pub in the afternoon. And I used to uh, just go and have a pint with him. like, And, and my daughter learned to walk in his, in his pub, like walking on my pool table. But he was a top, top man. who would do anything for anyone. And then um, my last ones, at, at, at one of my tutors at college, um, again, someone who was like, because I was going to go into the forces, I was doing uniform services. said, so Mike, oh, you can do this. And then sort of I went from not being focused academically to being extremely focused academically after um just because of a shifting shifting mindset so yeah quite diverse ones there
0: yeah good stuff
1: good stuff brilliant example so just switching up a little bit um just for the listeners obviously when we go back to the first question you've lived um a professional life that's quite diverse just like your, your icons your three people um so in terms of if you could give our listeners some form of um, continuous pre- continuous professional development advice, or who some CPD recommendations? Who would they be, or would it be a podcast, a book, anything that you could recommend for somebody to upskill? Because I know you're quite um, into your leadership and management and things like that as well, and doing you've done your masters. Um, so, is there anything that any that you suggest anybody should read or listen to that might upskill them a little bit? Um, I I think
2: what I would say is I, I don't want to say any particular books or podcasts because I think it's so individual, but um... I'd say go for it. That's what I've always said, said to people, just go for it. Um if you're thinking about doing a course, don't 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 just think about it, do it. Get signed up to it. Because if you sign up now, you'll be finished. If it was a you say it was a four-year course, part-time. If you do it now, you finished in four years. If you don't do it now, or if you don't do it ever in four years, you're in the exact same place as where you are now. So just 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 go, just go for it. Um if I was to give any any recommendations I, I'm I'm into my philosophy um, I'm a massive believer that anyone can be who they want to be and do what they want to do with opportunity and environments um and and just just knowing who they are um I'd I, I, I look at I, I like a lot of Matthew sides stuff um like my first, one of my first books I got into it was Bounce years years ago by Matthew Saeed and an amazing book that that was the um a lot about for ten thousand hours, and I know some people are for ten thousand hours, some against, um. But the, the the message behind just do, and if you do, you can succeed compared to if you don't do. Um, I think it's is, is sort of a key basic takeaway. Um, and then I'm I'm i I'm reading some stuff by Kath Bishop. Um, at the moment, um, she, it, it's all about having a new way of thinking about winning. We've got this mindset of winning, which is a bit of a which can have detrimental effects instead of thinking about performance. So, don't think about outcomes, think about the performance. Think too much about outcomes, you don't, you might not get there, or you might, or you get there, but you don't enjoy it. Like, how many times you see winners who win and end up saying, after they've won, no, I, I feel, I, I don't feel like I don't feel anything. Like I'm a bit, in fact, some people, people go the opposite way when a win and, and they're feeling a bit depressed after because they thought this win would make them a certain person or a certain way, but it doesn't. So you think about your performance and how you felt in that performance and um, what you got out of it, um, your thoughts, you a bit of mindfulness, and and then that leads to better outcomes, if, if that makes sense. Um, so if I was working with young people now, I'd be still focusing on performance and, and that performance couldn't lead to outcomes, but it's all about for, for performance instead of, instead of the outcomes. Um yeah, and just go from it. Just, just, just go from it. Just do.
1: Brilliant, great advice.
0: Yeah, some good advice there. I, I've got that book actually bounced by Matthew Sayer, but I think it's spent ten thousand hours mm. on me on my desk gathering dust. So <laughs> I do intend on reading it. At some point, but I
2: <laughs>
0: uh, haven't got round to it yet. Um, I've just, just different...
2: I've just summed it up. Just do, just do. Just do. Yeah,
0: just do. It's a good way of looking at looking at it. To be fair. Um, just to finish off with a Michael, we're currently in the middle of Euro twenty 2020, twenty, Euro twenty twenty one, however you want to look at it. Um, at the minute, who is your team of the tournament and your predicted player of the tournament?
2: Well, it's, uh, that that that's a question, isn't not it? As a team of the tournament, it has to be Italy. Um, Italy look yeah. fantastic. I, I think I think Mancini, what a job, what a job he's doing in. And how he's not known as one of the best best managers in the game. Who knows what he's done at Man City and what he's doing at Italy at the moment. What a what a head coach. Um, and how like how smart he looks too, Mancini and you know, all his coaches, and like definitely winning that side of the tournament. um, and I'd say I'd, I'd say the player of the tournament. I think it's I think it could be it could be the winner of Portugal versus Belgium. So it's a bit yeah. of a Ronaldo versus Naku. Interesting, you, yeah. Interesting. Because I think whoever goes further out of them two, I think you get it. Um,
0: yeah. That's fair enough, yeah.
2: So it's I'll say Nakaku. I'm gonna stay on Nakaku Yeah. Go good shout. <laughs> good shout. Um no good shout.
0: So um thanks, thanks for your time today, Michael. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed the chat. Um Jazz, obviously, as always, it's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Pleasure talking to you. Um,
1: well, I was just going to say, I think I'll go Ronaldo, just because he's breaking records this tournament. So I think he'll finish yeah. off on, on a high this tournament. The goal. Yeah, Ronaldo
0: is be... the goal, and I won't hear
1: have anybody else
2: say it differently.
1: Yeah, I so agree. Got, to be fair, we love yeah. Messi, but Ronaldo's the man. No,
2: I'm, I'm Ronaldo too. I enjoy it. It's not often like you it. see that, is it? It's not often yeah. you get your Messi people who who who. Uh, the Messi fans aren't as open-minded, are they? They just yeah. Yeah. straight away. Nah, Messi.
1: <laughs> I just gotta understand. Like Messi was born great, Ronaldo made himself great. But anyway, <laughs> um, on that note, I just That's wanted-
2: another conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's another podcast. Just before we wrap up, I just yeah. want to put on record that obviously, Michael, um, you've done a lot for me over over since my foundation career. So I just wanted to say that like, like the stuff that you're saying is legit. You're quite a positive individual, and some people could potentially see that as it's not real, but it is. Um, so the work you've put in is, um, it's especially coming from my side of things has been brilliant. I really appreciate it, and so everything that you're saying is true and, and factual. I can back that up. Um, but yeah, I think he's, I think it's Cameron's raw Scott. But, we'll, <laughs> but what we'll yeah. do is, um, I, think
0: he's, I think he's just uh, he's so shocked by the feedback you've
2: just given him. <laughs> can move. Oh, <laughs> I am. I am
1: here. <laughs> all right. Well, if you missed it, I'm not repeating that anyway. <laughs> um, thanks very much, Scott. Once again, top host. And then no we'll, it no and it we'll, we'll, um, we'll catch everybody in the in the. I think we've got one more episode from uh, for next month before a small yeah. break, and then we pick this yeah. back up ASAP So, thank you very much, guys. Michael, thank you very much. Scott, thanks thank very you. much. And I'll see you all soon.
0: No problem, everyone. See you soon. Yeah, I think thanks
1: guys. Bye bye.